Out of your morning brief for the U.S. stock market, I'm Rich Paz for Critical Point. It's 8.12 a.m. Eastern Time, August 18th. It's Friday. Some people will probably say, thank God it's Friday because they've been beating up so much in the stock market. And uh, yet this morning, we don't have any better news. A little change of character yesterday during the market. It was just... It was just different, okay, and it made me believe that some were questioning how much more downside and that there was a chance of trying to work towards the bottom. However, uh, last evening we got news that the Evergrande uh, giant in real estate in China uh, filed for bankruptcy in the U.S., so I'm assuming that's its division uh, to get production there. Uh, That probably upset the market by an additional amount. Interest rates yesterday continue to surge. That bothered the market. It did start to tick, tip back just a little bit near the close, and it made me feel like this is a top. This this is it. But there was no way you could have called it. You could have said that was just normal behavior going right in the last few minutes to close as if someone was taking some gain, and that's all they were doing. However, uh, overnight here, interest rates are off, and we violated the most short-term uh, trend, uptrend, and the model's being really brave, really aggressive, <clears throat> and I'm in agreement with it, that as of yesterday, level four, level three, level two, level one tops in place, but that should also mean the second opportunity, and I say even higher, highest probability so far opportunity for minor and mid-size long-term tops. So just got to give it a chance it can work out. The interest rates are going down. The bond market may be waking up that it actually helped cause some economic problems by raising rates so fast. But I do think the bond market was really also looking at the fact that if the Federal Reserve is going to raise yet again, then the bonds had probably put free market rates too low to begin with and needs to reset, get a little closer to the Fed Reserve. So, I th- And then we had the mechanics of just how the money was flowing. Some people were saying, well, it's just a little too much new debt here and trading of debt. Uh, it's just warning us we got too much debt right now. And the market was responding. At uh, any rate, uh, the good news of the lower interest rate is not helping the market this morning. It's off 23 points in the futures. Um, that little change of character today as well, and that it seemed like they were reluctant to sell the stock market overnight, or at least near getting towards the open, that if it was already down the prior day by a sizable amount, they wanted to wait on the cash market, make sure they got it right, uh, that the larger market was going to sell as well. This morning, they seemed to want to sell, and the weird thing is, interest rates are down okay so we're starting to see the bond market get a little nervous of where we're going with the stock market and this and that um all of this also hammered the bitcoin finally broke the back of bitcoin brought it down gold has already been soft because of these rising uh, interest rates crude oil respected the rising interest rates got a little nervous of where the future demand and economy is going really in my opinion the economy is rock solid it's there the employment so this market is just looking at things that really should just be short-term news, so it's overreacting to it, in my opinion. But there are some things that I think make people question long-term, where are we going? And then late yesterday, I heard of the, I uh, can't name the, what is it, the uh, Business Cycle Research uh, Outfit, 
You know, they've been saying their 16 leading economic indicators uh, have been in a bearish downtrend uh, for now 16 months. And they're now saying it's probably some kind of breaking point here along with the uh, interest rate inverted curve and all that fun stuff. And went ahead and said probably a shallow uh, mild recession, fourth quarter, first quarter, and, and then we're beyond. So they weren't really saying any kind of end-of-world uh, scenario. So, so, but, you know, I didn't see where anybody even mentioned that. It, it, there was very few at least. A couple people mentioned it on what, we, what I'm doing for polling and what my affiliates are doing for polling. I didn't really see it in headline news and general business news like CNBC. So, um, you know, I have to go with the idea these recession people are still going to be wrong. But the market, you know, it's almost like somebody was planning on taking advantage of that first seasonal opportunity, which I've always thought was September, and people have evolved over the years thinking you got to include August, and they were more than willing to jump on that and say, just use any kind of bearish information you can. And if they were even planning bearish information on their forecast, they were saying, let's be patient, let the market run up as fast as it's running, it's going to overdo it, but it comes August 1st, okay, we better go for the seasonal down move and see what happens. And someone pointed out another weird characteristic about this decline. The NASDAQ dropped three days at about 150 points each. Okay, um, I think it was the NASDAQ, and I think it was 150 points. That rings a bell with me in the sense of in the commodity side, many years ago when these algorithms, these trading systems were becoming far more complex, more aggressive, okay, and we would see, say, corn prices down 10 cents each day for three days. And people would say, that's just too weird. That's not how people behave, all right? So there may be some of this computerization going on here, and if so, why is there so much money and so much power behind it? Is it a select group that's getting away with this and causing this? And is it nothing more than taking advantage of people who are just selling in small increments all the way down? But the point is, at the same time, that means the static or normal day-to-day -day demand really backed off that in general, people bought so much in July and June that apparently, by coincidence, just as it's time for a seasonal down move, just as it's time for a late level one model business cycle down move, they just stopped buying, okay? Because in my opinion, it wasn't the, it wasn't the news, at least for the start of this. Now, Bob Pisani over in CNBC said something rather fascinating. He said, this is a typical garden variety of correction. And some people responded, what in the world is that? What are you dreaming here? What are you talking about, right? But I agree, so far this has been a normal <clears throat> decline and a normal level one. But now it's speeding lower. Now it's starting to get emotional. And Bob Pisani said, there'd probably be a second phase of, yeah, you're down 5%, it just marched lower, and now it speeds lower for the next 5%, it comes at you much faster. Well, we're seeing that, I think, this week, we're seeing that even this morning here. <clears throat> and what this, uh, 
And Bob Sonny said, this is how you get to Wall Street's definition of a 10% correction. Wall Street says, if the market's down 10%, you're in a correction, okay? Well, we're not there yet. We've got quite a ways to go, so that's a bit scary. But we're flirting with, what, 6% down now. And although I was willing to allow 3 4% down minimum for this level one decline, and that threw me off a bit. That was too optimistic. Uh, I would say in this 5 to 6% decline, now starting to get in normal, but we also have to consider 7%. 10% is not that normal for level one in a bull market, but does occur from time to time. So I know for the past few years, it seems like I'm saying, well, I'm not learning any new, anything new uh, about the modeling and the markets if we're off the mark a little bit on something. It's like, you know, I've learned so much over the decades, it's working and leave it alone. Well, I am learning something a little new here to have more respect for the fact that a level one down move can be down 7% during a bull market, okay? And it can be down 10, 12% even, all right? So we do have to be concerned just how panicky do people want to be. There's this kind of like, you know, some people would say the 1929 crash was just entirely emotional. People just lost their minds, lost their heads, and it was simply about money, okay? Well, there was some serious fundamentals to help start cause that. But uh, we've learned, I learned this in, even in high school, when an experiment where we were all trading in our classroom with one another, and all of a sudden, out of nowheres, no reason for it, out of nowheres, everybody sold and panicked. And I can remember even over Coke Industries, uh, Charles Coke actually had people set up things like that in class as an example. And apparently I heard they had a class where they did the same thing. Everything was going wonderful. And all of a sudden, everybody just sold. Okay? And it's like hollering fire in the room and there's no fire. Okay? So uh, people were quite sensitive. We knew that. And we're now getting more downside than I wanted. And I feel a little upset. Well, I'm upset about that. Should have been a more a little aggressive here, especially last week, and especially dealing with this violation of the 50-day moving average. They tried to buy it. They put the best foot forward, and it wasn't enough. It bounced off from it. When it came back down through, some of those that bought went ahead and said, resell it quickly. All right. And I should have been part of this last few days move better than this. All right, now, something I want to point out, however, even though it may sound gloomy here, it's always the gloomiest and in a bottom, especially an important bottom, okay? We're due, uh, the market's due, for a level one bottom, the most important kind of bottom buy signal during a year, okay? It's due to bottom today, or this week, and no later. But we learned several years ago, we have to allow a gray week where we're not willing to put it in the rules and the definition and accept it as a bona fide statistic. We have to allow next week as well. Two weeks from now, we can trigger a time stop when if the market's still going down, then we got some problems that doesn't mean a bear market, doesn't mean we're wrong, by no means the market could immediately bottom. Even though I went lower, two, it goes lower two weeks from now, it could immediately bottom then anyways, okay? But the point is, it would be a sign it may be difficult coming back. It may be signs that there's going to be sluggishness for a while. There's going to be other negative news that's going to bother people. And sometimes this is no more than a mental state for people, okay? 
Um, so we know we have that as backup plans here to kind of help gauge uh, how we're doing. But the interesting thing is, it's saying this ought to be the weak to bottom. Now looking internally, I can make a case really of a level three bottom last week, and in theory it shouldn't bottom this week, it should be next. As we go even more into the faster world of trading, okay, and try to get more data from that, more ideas, it is suggesting, yes, it can bottom next week, but it could actually bottom today, the earliest allowed, okay? So this might be the final push lower before weekend, and then next week they've calmed down, they've exhausted, they've sold enough, there's no selling, and you have to stop the selling. Apparently the demand is really on the sideline. They don't want to buy anymore, and there's not necessarily a logical reason to do it other than they probably bought so much that they really would like to buy something, and now it's come down so much, it's probably scared them to buy. And they're thinking, well, they might even buy cheaper. All right, so what do we have for some near-term downside objectives? Well, unfortunately, the market may need to drop to the 100-day moving average for the S&P 500 cash at just a little under 4,300. I have it at 4,292, okay? It may need to drop to near the June 26th chart low, say at 4,328. And I have um, a fairly confident critical point downside objective calculated from the high of this year, calculated when they thought there was a level three bottom here a couple weeks ago. And what it's suggesting is it uh, should have a bottom at 43.79 and yesterday it went below it and no sign of a bottom. And we know we're lower this morning in futures, so the cash is probably going to lower. So the next level is 43.50 and that's the ideal number. Okay. And then the next number is 43.22. It ought to stretch the rubber band uh, by that amount. Now, next thing we want to do is go over the S&P 500 futures. And I currently have them off 21, so they've recovered slightly. And what I have on it is 43.84, and it went to that yesterday and stopped. And I like that respect at least. Now this morning it's dropped below it, but it's heading to the mid-level. And if you force me to pick one price level from one calculation, it would be the mid-level, and I call that the ideal. And that it's at 43.53 for the futures. And as of this morning, it's been 43.59 and a quarter, and it's actually held that low uh, for 20 or 30 minutes here. Um, the next level, unfortunately, is 43.21 or 22 or something like that, which would put it near the 100-day uh, moving average at about 43.21. So there's that much downside. There's also a gap on my future chart created in June 12th, and putting it down to 100-day moving average would fill that gap. Now, why didn't I mention that gap? Well, I did mention it quite a while ago, and I said that is a mechanical gap that was created by rolling over to the September futures. That could have nothing to do with actual markets, fundamentals, math, science. It's just meaningless. And I'm going to stand by that because I think the most experienced professionals working with futures would have an understanding of that if you're using a continuous chart. When you look at individual charts, the charts, there's no such gap. So I think that's nothing but coincidence. But it's interesting when people are looking for the next downside target, potential bottom, they'll grasp anything. So it may be a little bit of a coincidence, self-fulfilling prophecy, whatever, but at least it would clean that up for somebody if they must, okay? 
Um, at any rate, the daily indicator is quite oversold, starting to narrow its spread as though it's trying to put the brakes on. And I think the next step is a buy signal. And I think it's given us at least two false signals along the way. So I'm putting the probability to 80 or 90% now that the next buy signal on that short-term daily indicator is going to work. I think we've got a bounce coming. I'm staying with the plan. The market will be up next week. It's just about exhausting. Now, it may only pick its head up for a few days, and there's something I don't understand on a bigger time frame, and we got more problems and complications coming into September. But for the moment, believe it or not, the best forecast is still that the market's going to be higher in September, probably back off, probably going higher now into early October. It's like the bulls are going to get some revenge here from this decline. Get a decline in early October, and then it's going higher still in November and probably now even December. So I'm staying with the bullish forecast into the end of the year. I'm staying that this is just some kind of correction and probably somehow someone will call it a buy the dip moment at any time. But I think most people think buy the dips are very, very brief. A couple days down, slam it down, and then it fully recovers. But at any rate, I think this is some kind of correction, some kind of pullback here. And I like these price levels. Problem is, there's still more price levels to go down to, and each one of them will look better and better than the other ones as we stretch that rubber band of getting the exhaustion of these sellers. And I really am concerned now with the invention of these algorithms. Are there some trading systems out there that are smart enough to take advantage of people of when they'll say, I know how to push your button. I can bring that price down low enough to get you to sell. And then the next guy. And we always know the market pretty much operates like dominoes going up and down, tipping those dominoes over, okay? And I think uh, it just was lucky that we got several different pieces of news. I must admit that just on my list, my list of bearish information has increased more than I would have expected, except it has done that in the past during level one downtrends because they're the most important during the year and you can get the most important bearish. I look at the list and it's not very quality. It's not a reason to sell by huge amounts for a long period of time. And maybe that's part of the problem. Too many people hung on too long and, uh, and, and the market's getting away with it. So we got this demand on the sideline and then we got a handful of those that can sell the market aggressively enough to scare in a little bit of selling to make it move lower. That, that's the best way I can describe it. Uh, I'd like to see this bearish news back off. I'd like to see the interest rates start to back off that they've done enough and had a big enough run here. Because when I throw it, when I look at most of this, it is a short-term problem. And apparently it is net bullish. The market didn't necessarily make a mistake, okay? But when you throw out the short term, it has made a mistake. It's long term. This is a cheap market once again. But what day will it achieve what we think? Okay. And now I got the market off 27 points, so they're still pushing it <laughs> some more after all. Uh, nice thing is this will create a gap down this morning that's going to get filled, meaning someday it's got to go back up. And I now see this will make three down gaps. At least in the old-fashioned commodity trading, I used to think that um, three down gaps is probably an exhaustion. It's probably gone far enough. 
Um, my guess is they want that 100-day moving average. They're going to get it come hell or high water, whether it makes sense or not. So we've probably got a bit lower to go here to put it down into, uh, say, 4320s in the futures and about uh, 4300 uh, a little bit lower for the cash market, unfortunately. So it's probably going to be another down day. And this may spill over. There'll be some people nervous that when you've been that week going into a weekend, you have to be nervous of uh, black, blue, Monday, whatever, additional selling on Monday. And if this was October, they would be pounding their chest on Wall Street to get people even more excited here of saying that's how some of the big crashes worked, okay? They started down into Friday, and then Monday, uh, it was uh, all over for everybody. It was just too fast of a drop. Uh, this is not October. This is not in the prime uh, old-fashioned seasonal down move. This is in the modern-day uh, seasonal, so I'm not going there. I don't think we're going to see much of uh, negative here going on, but it is interesting how we've had a sequence of different bearish news almost every day or every other day and the market just keeps uh, moving lower. Uh, how much more of this bearish news and information do we need? Nevertheless, I think, um, I think this market is uh, bottoming this week to early next, and uh, I'm still uh, bullish into the end of the year, and I'm still bullish to very bullish next year. If anything, this actually uh, cleans some things up and, and makes things more bullish, which is a little hard to explain right now. But we need some kind of turnaround, and all I can say is a positive day now into early next week or sometime next week uh, should be a sign of a level three bottom. A sign of a level three bottom ought to be a sign of level two, level one bottoms, and therefore also a positive week uh, should be the sign of those level two, level one bottoms, uh, as well as a level three, and should be a sign that uh, the storm is over. Uh, this was a little bit of a hurricane or certainly a massive uh, <laughs> um, uh, thunderstorm here. At any rate, you could argue it's retraced a fair amount of the uh, bull market. Uh, well, it's retraced, what, since last October? Maybe about 25% of the bull market. The interesting thing is you look at a level one trend, it's really only retraced about 25% of it or maybe a little closer to a third. And then it's only when you look at the recent level two trend that you can say, hey, it's uh, given back five, half of the move or so, all right? But when you zoom out on this long term, you suddenly realize, you know what? For all the excitement and the worries and the fears right now, every by the hour, by the day, really this is just a, a setback within an up move. There's really no damage here. It's a storm. We'll get through it and move on life will move on uh, dollar index still a little firmer than i would like to see okay not backing off like the interest rates but i think it uh, will over time i'm going to stay with my forecast by september we'll get a little relief out of the interest rates uh and the dollar and uh, i just uh, you know again as i look at this economy maybe i got too much of an economy for uh forecast going on here but it looks like this is a level one that's now more in the normal statistical side. And um, I'm telling myself, yeah, for future level ones, might need to be a little more aggressive uh, on the timing and, and being a little more bearish on them. But I think uh, at the same time, we want to be cautious of missing out what should be the real prize here 
of being bullish this market into late 2024 or later. All right, uh, I don't have anything else for you. Past results and unnecessary indicative future results. Uh, try to have a great day and a great weekend. Uh, no end of world scenario here, just a nice correction in the stock market. They did get some news that's a little bit confusing right now, and some of it doesn't look that important, but they seem to want to make it important. A little bit of a mental thing going on here as well. All right, thank you.